Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. David Redmond is back with us on the program. Mr. Redmond was a lieutenant colonel in the Canadian Forces, 27-year service, then the executive director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. And we've talked to David before about a pandemic plan that each province has, and there's a pandemic plan as well that the federal government has. And Mr. Redmond has told us on several occasions that the plans were set aside when COVID arrived. And uh, David Redmond is back with us because there's something you're going to share with us, David, and I appreciate you coming back. How are you? I'm excellent. How about you, Roy? Doing great. Glad to, uh, so glad to have you with us. Each time you're on, there's a tremendous amount of feedback from listeners, very interested in what you have to say. And I'm going to ask you to just read for us what you've prepared in just a moment. But before you do that, I want to ask you this. Would the pandemic plan for Alberta, the other provinces, and the federal government uh, effectively, efficiently, more efficiently have protected Canadians from COVID-19 than what's been put in place for the last year? I believe absolutely yes. Okay. Would you read for us then what you put together for us when politicians panic a look at COVID management, what's working, what's not working, and alternatives moving forward. Okay, Roy. Um, so fear is the key word. Emergency management is the key concept. Pandemics happen continuously and are a public emergency, not a public health emergency. In an emergency, confidence in government is essential and fear should never be used as a methodology for response. We had written emergency management-based pandemic plans in every province and territory in Canada. These plans were based on hard lessons learned from previous pandemics. The use of the 15 non-pharmaceutical interventions, or NPIs, which we now call lockdowns, were part of those plans. But most NPIs were not key methodologies in our pre-written plans for two reasons. First, they were known not to be effective in stopping the spread of the disease after the first several weeks, and they were known to have severe collateral damage. Now, the first step in any emergency is to do a hazard assessment. COVID was clearly the hazard. We knew that COVID was a coronavirus which was most dangerous to people over the age of 75 and to those over the age of 60 with severe comorbidities, and... As a coronavirus, it would evolve and mutate continuously. So what happened? 96% of all the deaths in Canada are in people over 60 with severe multiple comorbidities. In fact, the average age of death in Canada is 84 with an average of 2.8 severe comorbidities. Lockdowns did not save a single one of these seniors, but a quarantine of our long-term care homes could have. Ignoring emergency management principles is deadly. Conversely, for people under 60, COVID, while a risk, needs to be put into perspective without fear. Let me try and give you some of that perspective. Canadians 20 to 40 years old are five times more likely to be a vehicle fatality in Canada than to die of COVID. In fact, all Canadians under the age of 60 are 50% more likely to be a vehicle fatality. Yet our government has not banned cars to save their lives. Worldwide, 1.9 million people die of COVID in its first year. 
2.54 million people die every single year from pneumonia. If these statistics and statistics like them were discussed daily by our premiers and our MOH, they would give people confidence to go to work, send their children to school, and to get on with their lives. So what has the use of lockdowns achieved? At best, they've had a small but not significant effect on the transmission of COVID. They did not protect our seniors in long-term care homes or the public at large. Based on comprehensive peer-reviewed studies, they have done at least 10 times more harm than good, as shown by massive collateral damage to our mental health, our societal health, our education and social development of our children, to our citizens who have other severe illnesses and disease who are simply too afraid to seek diagnosis and treatment, and a massive impact to our economy that will take decades to recover to the detriment of the health and wellness of all our system um, citizens. So how do we get out of this tragic response to COVID? Number one, treat this as a public emergency, not a public health emergency. Number two, go back to basic emergency management principles. Three, remove the campaign of fear by removing lockdowns, explain why the lockdowns are being removed, give context to COVID, and remove the threat of ever using lockdowns again for COVID. Fourth, develop and publicly issue clear and achievable written plans for the recovery of our country, including how to overcome the devastating collateral effects of these lockdowns. Just one final thought. If one of our industry department heads had 15 months to develop solutions to challenges running their department due to extremely high workload and failed, you would fire them. So why do we believe that the medical officer of health should be able to continually stop other people going to work to save our medical system after 15 months of COVID? So, so David, when you when you present this and uh, and and people hear it and medical folks will hear it, some will vehemently disagree with you and they'll say that it's inflexible and it really doesn't really it doesn't give the medical officer of health. The, uh, the due and the respect they deserve and the fact that they have to move on the ground as the pandemic develops. What do you say when you hear that argument? Okay, so first of all, I believe the medical officers of health task throughout the entire emergency has been to operate our medical health care system. It is not to manage the response to the public at large, and that is the role of the premier in support with a task force on the pandemic that would be coordinated by the emergency management agency. So I believe, and I have presented to hundreds of doctors across Canada, if not thousands, who strongly agree with what I'm saying. Their role was to manage the medical health care system. And I believe that if that had been their sole task, they would understand the concepts of surge capacity, and we would not be hearing things about our medical health care system being overwhelmed. To this day, still well over 70% of the people in hospital are our seniors, and yet we're being told that this virus is affecting everyone equally. It simply is not. What is the difference, final question for you in the minute we have left, what is the difference between a public health emergency and a public emergency? In a public emergency, a task force on the pandemic that would have incorporated 10 government departments minimum, probably 10 to 12, plus the private sector, 
plus the municipal order of government would have been formed. And they would have taken decisions based on all of the impacts of the disease across all of our our, our citizens. Mm-hmm. The first thing that would have been done is to put the targeting towards the people most at risk, i.e. 96% of the deaths in Canada, people over the age of 60, most over the age of 75, with multiple comorbidities. If we had protected them, for people under 50, I've already tried to put it in perspective, they simply were not at risk from COVID any more than they were at risk of influenza or other risks in their lives. And one final and question for you. that would have been the difference. And, and just in the seconds we have left. Those plans, what you've just explained to us, what you read to us, that was in place, that was agreed to provincially and federally as an approach on how to deal with pandemics, correct? Correct. And 13 out of 13 provinces have them. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.